What is up, everybody? Shalom Aleichem. Good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom. I'm clutching this one in Israel. Well, not really. I'm actually pre-recording it, but it will be posted while I'm away on vacation in the Holy Land, Israel. That is where I am with my brother. Let's get right into this one. This is TikTok Chokhmah Wisdom for you. Let's get it. Okay, gang. So first off, I'm extremely tired. My eyes are literally falling I was going to say my eyes are falling asleep. They're falling down. My eyelids are drooping. Let's get right into this. I'm clutching this again because I don't want to do it before I go tomorrow. I want to be prepared in the morning. I got to leave early. I leave like 7. Flight's leaving at 4. But they want to, I'm driving via Robert Q so I can relax on the way to Toronto. It's been nonstop leading up to this, people. Oh, my God. I've been trying to get mortgage applications going, programming for all my clients, emailing people. Uh, trying to schedule people for the Friday I come back. Yeah, nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. And some family stuff. My sister came in, so I had to, like, squeeze that in. Anyways, and here we are. Like, uh, it's late. It's 12-12, and I have to be up at 5 in the morning because I'm going to work out in the morning tomorrow before I go, of course, because I don't want to have to... Yeah, it's just I literally will have no other time to work out, so I have to do it in the morning. Plus, I got to take my mother's dog for a walk. The one, the dog I grew up with, she, I'm uh, babysitting her tonight because my mother's coming to pick us up tomorrow morning. She wants to be part of the whole shtick and the whole ordeal. So here we are. It's late at night and we're doing this. Enough of my rambling. I'm going to hit you with the first saying here I read on TikTok and I love it. Replace competition with compassion. Think of a moment you've been in competition with someone. Even, even if we're going to go deep, competition with yourself. And I want you to replace that with compassion. So, for example, in my life, I compete with people in my head about retiring early. But I really should root for them. I should be compassionate and help them. Because when I help them get to their goal, they're going to help me get to mine. Simple as that. This is a little deeper. So, it says our ultimate goal in life should not be happiness. Because everyone is always trying to find happiness. Take this, for example. If you had a sick child in the hospital you're going to see them. That's not a happy experience. And so because it's not a happy experience to see your sick child in the hospital, you don't see them for the sake of being happy. You see them because it matters. So replace things in your life that make you happy with things that matter. And obviously some things are going to fall under happiness that matter, but not everything. Uh, There's a saying, I'm going to paraphrase it. Something like happiness is elusive or something like it right when you think you have it, it's gone pretty much like it, and it's never a constant state. So we can't expect it to be constant. It's an emotion. Emotions aren't real, right? Emotions are constructed. So you, you can't be at you can't be at peace. My brother's chirping me from upstairs. He's, he, he's awake as well. And he says emotions are real, but they can be created and they disappear. Hence, they're not truly uh, as Eckhart Tolle would say, they're not unmanifested. Feelings are manifested. And uh, yeah, simple as that. We can't expect to be happy all the time because it's not, because it's an emotion. Emotions don't last all the time. Joe Dispenza, this guy is awesome. He's a psychologist guy. And he says that people who have had a traumatic situation, that lays an imprint on their programming. They'll behave the same way to a different situation that brings up the same emotions. So, to keep this simple, 
take a traumatic situation and you coped. Now, 10 years later, completely different, non-dangerous situation occurs, but it brings up those same emotions as a decade ago. We behave the same. And so Dispenza, Joe Dispenza, he recommends that this can hold you back from growing and feeling alive, free, versus not holding you back. And he says this imprisons you in your past, aka your mind and beliefs. So an example I thought of is that someone gets in a car crash in the winter because of the blizzard. And so decades later, anytime a friend or partner drives fast in a blizzard or highway, this traumatized individual freaks out. Even though people are driving in a storm, there there isn't risk. Because let's say they're careful, they're driving slow. It's just the fact that it's a storm. Boom, it's going to trigger the same emotions. And so I want you to dig deep and dive within yourself. What baggage do you have that there are triggers that trigger the baggage? Just think of it as that. And that's going inward. And it's a very simple exercise. For me personally, it's yelling. It's I just don't like when people yell and it triggers some stuff. Now, I'm going to sound really ignorant when I say this, but I think I've developed enough coping mechanisms that I can handle it, to be honest with you. But it's still, initially, there's unease, and then I, I, I observe that feeling of uneasiness. And that observance gets me to a peaceful state, and I'm fine. And uh, to wrap this puppy up, when people don't take care of any of these traumatic emotions that linger, it actually becomes a part of their personality. And that's, a, that's hard to erase. And that's going to hold them back from many things in life. Anyways, going to move on to the next point. This is interesting. Thought experiment. So imagine nine-year-old you sitting across from your present self. Now, all the judgment and hurtful things you said to yourself since, since then, since you were nine, all those hurtful and judgmental things you said, imagine telling that to your nine-year-old self, those exact same things to their face. And I said here, like, no kidding aside, say those words out loud. Or even in your head. Just think about how awful that would feel as that nine-year-old. And how awful that would feel for you to say those things. And so if you're realizing like, oh yeah, that would be horrible. Why are you saying it to yourself now? Simple as that. There's a stat for you guys here. This is a new point. 13% of Americans are not passionate about their career, apparently. For this reason, it's statistically and probably not a good idea to ask someone what they do. (laughs) That's really interesting. It's typically going to lead to bleak, boring, dead-end conversation. Very little connection will come out of asking someone what they do. And again, so 87% of the time you might get lucky. However, 100% of the time you'll connect when asking someone what wakes them up and what do they genuinely enjoy. That is how you'll connect with somebody. Now I was talking to somebody and they made a great point saying you lose a business connection if you just go deep all the time. You need to be able to schmooze and shoot the shit, you know, but I couldn't agree more with this. The social intelligence, aka schmoozeability is, you know, what I like to coin it. A person can benefit in their life regarding making money by being able to schmooze, being socially intelligent, SQ, high SQ, shall I say. Now, since most people aren't doing what they're passionate about, this also means people are insecure and fearful of questioning their life or diving into the whys behind their life choices, okay? Because of the fear and insecurity. So ironically, it takes social intelligence to not go deep all the, um, at the right times, you know what I mean? But it takes the same SQ 
the exact same SQ to know how to truly connect with people when there's no career or money moves on the line. You just add up some barbecue. And why wouldn't you want to show your true personality by connecting with people? It seems just, to, in my opinion, really fake just to schmooze all the time. You got to pick and choose the right times to schmooze versus get deep. Okay, this is, this is also, speaking of deep, this is interesting. When we want to change our behavior to be a better person, it throws our brain off. Why? Because it's unfamiliar. Our brain loves familiarity. You know, actually, when we get in arguments, sometimes it's just, it's an unfamiliar situation, something unfamiliar, and that's us resisting. Hence, an argument comes out, and there's a power dynamic issue, and inferiority insecurities. Now, this fear of the unfamiliar, this is probably why we procrastinate, and we fall into the same pattern as we did before. We are pattern-driven individuals. And if you didn't catch that, I'll say it again, this is why we procrastinate. Because to, to do the task we want to do is different than our typical routines. So we fall into the same pattern. So we don't do the homework. Because that's not typical and that's unfamiliar is to do the homework. And this is just me spitballing, but I'm sure as a parent you could end up teaching a kid that that's just life. Like literally from the time they, they have a sense of self, 18 months old. You could probably start getting someone in a routine of just working some sort of work. So then when they do get faced with packets of work, like homework, they're they're not stressed out and they don't procrastinate per se. I don't know. But then again, there's always an outlier. Every truth is a half truth. You could parent a kid a certain way. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, okay, that that backfired completely. Yeah, and I, and I put this part, which is going to sound very much like Edgar Tolley, is our brain loves doing what we used to do because it means we're surviving. That's the ego saying you're alive. Surviving as a species, whether you want to use the word ego, self-talk, awareness, true consciousness, or, or your brain, whatever, it does not feel good to change. Your body doesn't like change, which is weird, right? Because evolution has changed, but it's slow. So just remember this, next time you want to better yourself and it doesn't feel good that's good (laughs) when it doesn't feel good that is good remember this the next time your self-talk talks you down from taking a mini leap of faith okay good luck okay good luck and may your higher self dominate (laughs) Ooh, say this in a yoga voice ready the universe can't give you what you deny yourself that is so true The universe cannot give you what you deny yourself. If you you say, I'll never be able to take my family on a cruise, then, then you won't. If you truly believe that you will never do it, you won't. You won't even try. It's only when you change that sentence to, I believe I can take them. Now you've planted the seed. It's an option. You do believe it's possible. And so that option will be there if you want to take it. I'm going to wrap this podcast up with a little thought experiment once again. So let's say there's something actually impossible that we seek and believe is possible. So let's say my goal, I want to go to the sun. I want to live on the sun, which we know is impossible. We should really ask ourselves, why do we want to go live on the sun? Let's just run with the metaphor, okay? You can fill in the blank with whatever you want. So ask yourself, why do you want that? What is the feeling that we long for? So I'd say, okay, I want to get on the sun to explore. Okay, how does it feel, Zeb, to explore? 
Well, aside from the generic, it feels good. It, it gives me a sense of independence, adrenaline, and dopamine when I explore. And I want, that's why I want to go to the, the sun. No one's been there. It's novel. And that makes me feel unique. That makes me feel special. Boom. Now we've listed a bunch of emotions. And again, the whole thing of like gives me serotonin, dopamine, adrenaline. Like I want these feelings, these good feelings. So then you have to ask yourself, how can I create those feelings right now in my life right now? What in my life gives me those emotions? Now think, can I remember an emotion just like that desired one? So the answer is yes, actually. I remember during lockdowns going to places in Ontario and feeling like an explorer. And that gave me all those emotions. Or it was like when I got to go to Pennsylvania, it was my first time leaving Ontario ever. And yeah, oh my gosh, what a talk about exploration. And I was no, it was by myself, no family, because it was a, a program, like a sports thing. Oh yeah, that was, so now I can feel that emotion, right? Like truly, I'm not lying. I can feel that right now. So it's already in us. These things we long for, it's in us already. We already have it. What's the message here? We are the only ones ever holding ourselves back to feeling good. And I understand there's chemical imbalances that can cause some people to suffer severe anxiety and depression. I get that. But there are very few individuals on this planet who have never felt these chemicals that we then construct into words like happiness and joy and being special and fun. Like, we've all felt those things. Everyone has. And like I say, there might be a, a select few individuals who have never felt those things, and that's really a shame due to unfortunate circumstances, but you understand what I'm saying. So the next time you set out to be like, oh, when I go to this place, when I get this thing, I'm going to feel this. No, don't wait for whatever those those external factors are. You don't don't wait for those external factors. What you're feeling, this the sorry, sorry, sorry. The what you're seeking, that feeling you're seeking is in you already. Because you have felt that before. You can't want something you don't know exists. Like if there's an invention that I didn't let's say okay, I'm going to break this down for you because you you might not understand what I just said, is that you can't want something you've never felt. Does that make sense? And I use the analogy of, I can't want an invention that I can't even comprehend. I cannot want an invention that I can't comprehend because it hasn't been invented yet. No different than we can't want a feeling we have never felt. Does that make sense? And for this reason, anytime you say, when I'm retired, I will be happy because I can travel all the time. No, 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 no. Let's no enough of that. That's not the way to think. Tell yourself what feeling and what emotions am I going to feel when I'm retired and traveling? For example, I'll let you fill in the blank for your scenario. But then once you think of those emotions and feelings, you go, okay, when have I felt that? Because the only way you'd want it is because you felt it in the past. So then you go back to the past. You go, oh, I remember feeling it then and then and then. And you just remember that feeling. You go, it's in me. 
Oh, and I already feel that right now. I've got it right now. And of course, you're going to jump out. You're going to forget that feeling, but you always have it. You always be able to go back. And so you can start seeking out things in your day-to-day life that bring up the same emotion. And anyways, that's what I'm saying. It's food for thought. I'm no therapist. I'm, I'm not a guru. Food for thought. Okay. And I want you to go through that experiment yourself. I want you to do that yourself. Think of something that you want really badly that you keep telling yourself when I do this I will feel that go through that experiment and just see like okay what am I wanting to feel what emotions and what feelings do I want and then find the moment in your life you felt that and relive that memory and realize that again you've always got that in your back pocket that feeling anyways we're always longing, aren't we? Human beings, we just want, 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 want. And that's why we suffer for eternities. Thanks for listening. This was amazing. Um, thanks for bearing with a tired Zev. Uh, yeah, I got to go to sleep. This is brutal. I'm going to get no, no sleep tonight. Good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom. Have a great weekend, my Goyim. And uh, I'll... I'll be back with another podcast when I get back from Israel. Leith <laughs>